0: From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake and Reminder Media's President, Luke Akery So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. For anyone uh, who's listening to this, I, I want you to head on over to YouTube. I want you to go to staypaidpodcast.com. I want you to see this shirt that Luke Akery's is wearing today.
1: Yeah, my surfing Santa shirt. <laughs> this won't come out anytime time around Christmas. Yeah, we're record recording this ahead. the week
0: before Christmas, but this is coming out in March. It's like yeah. a
1: Hawaiian, Hawaiian surfing Santa shirt. <laughs> it's really, you know, this is going to become Stay Paid the Style Podcast. It
0: is. Last week and it was it, the shoes. Yeah, last week your boots. Yep, yep. This your, week it's the surfing
1: Santa and your socks. My although socks. your hands I, covering it up. Yeah, I was.
0: You know, I always am very careful with the socks I choose on Stay Paid days.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for
0: sure. Gotta sure I got to tell
1: eat. you about, like, I got to open up the, everybody knows is that if they've been following along in our journey, you know, they know, Hey, I was in accounting for a while. Now I'm back out on the sales floor. All right. And so I love the sales floor so much more than the accounting. Let me just state <laughs> that for the hundredth million time. Accounting for some reason kills me. Sorry to all my accountants that might listen to this. Accounting just freaking kills me, but sales energizes me. So I'm back out on the sales floor, making phone calls. In fact, Andrea Our marketing person, social media person, she's sitting with me. She's tied in, listening to me make some phone calls. And I get this guy on the phone. And I want to share this with you because it just really teaches you kind of uh, about sales a little bit. But I get this guy on the phone named Sear. And, you know, I'm pitching him and get all the way down to the credit card to ask him to sign up and order the product and, and, you know, sign up with us. And he says he doesn't have his credit card. So I kind of make him laugh. Oh, I know you have it memorized. Go ahead and, and give me off of memory. He, he starts laughing. Then I asked him for a check. And <laughs> I said, you know, oh, we take checks. But what's so interesting here, right, is we're most salespeople at this point. What happens to us is you give up at this point, mm. And you're not digging for what the real objection is. Nine times out of ten, when someone tells me they don't have their, their credit card, nine times out of ten, just being real with everybody, it's usually their way – to, I'm not saying Well, no. it's, it's to let you down softly. They're, right. they're too nice of a person to tell you no. Yep. So they need to come up with something that tells, there's an objection hidden yep. there. There's something hidden there. So I literally just go to this guy, and Andrea's, listen, I just go, hey, hey, here, let me just, can I just be really direct with you? Is look, nine times out of 10, man, when, when someone tells me they don't have their billing information, it usually is because they're not sold, they, they, they're not sold on the product, and there's something holding them back. And I just want to ask you right now, you know, what's holding you back? Because as we talked and I talked about, oh, man, you you know, believe in this, you, you see value in this. And then went and said, look, this is like my listing presentation. And I'm sharing with you just like you at your listing presentation want to earn that client's business. You know, you can sell that home. You have your system and your plan. And I go through this whole thing. I said, look, I'm just looking for you to give me a chance. I'm not asking you to marry me. I'm looking for you to go on one <laughs> date with me. And I kid you not, he he kind of laughs and he goes, "Hey, he, he goes, hey brother, I I believe in karma. I think I have my credit card written down over here. Let me go <laughs> grab it." <laughs> but I mean, awesome dude, and this guy's super successful too. And it's like, awesome dude, but it shows you that what happens to so many salespeople is their mindset, and we're going to talk about this today on yeah. this podcast, the, the power of your mindset and everything like that. But you give up. So soon, but not only do you give up, you're so afraid of being real. It's mm-hmm. so much of sales. Like, stop trying to manipulate people. Stop trying to like trap people, and just be real. Right. Just be. Just come out and say it. It's it's not a tactic to to go at this guy for the credit card and say, okay, I'm gonna do this three steps to try to trap him into this corner. No, it's just going, hey, man, I get it. When I get asked <laughs> for a credit card as well, I kind of tense up as well myself and go, ooh, I'm not sure if I'm ready to purchase that. So just go right. on, hey, I get how you're feeling. Hey, I'm same way. Look, nine times out of ten when someone says they don't have their billing information, it usually means they want to tell me no or they're not. They haven't made a decision, but they don't know how to tell me no because they want to be nice. And so it's just amazing when you see that in practice. And I'm like laughing and smiling because when you go through it, you just realize, man, so often it's like you give up too soon. If I I probably asked this guy four or five times, you give up too soon. And then nine times out of ten, what happens is you're dancing around the point, and you're not cutting to the the brass tacks. you got to be real with people, and it's usually because you're weak-minded. You're nervous. You're nervous to whether it's, you know, say the wrong thing, whatever it is. And what is it that Grant Cardone says all the time? He says something like, um, if you're scared to lose the deals because your pipeline's not full, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So you pipe myself but well, anyways, I had to share that story because I'm out on the sales floor now. If you can't tell, I'm super energized. There was a lesson
0: there in terms of relentlessness. Yes. And that's going to segue into our guest today. He is Danny Morell. He is a coach, author, and host of The Danny Morell Show, the internet's fastest growing this guy's a real estate development podcast with close to 20 years experience in the industry as a coach, mentor, investor, and broker. Danny now runs a brokerage that is focused on the personal and professional development of his agents. In only five short years, our guest today has brought his company from zero to $1 billion in annual sales. Danny, welcome to the podcast.
2: Uh, Guys, I just want to say thank you for having me. I I hope we have a lot of fun together.
1: Danny, man, I am so excited to have you on. I really feel... Like I tell all my friends and my family, I was like, man, we're finally getting somewhere with Steve paid. Oh, no, we're so excited yeah. to have you on there. <laughs> dude, because <laughs> we're interviewing Danny Morrell now. Like we We've have been on our list. Yeah, yeah. It's like you've been on our list forever. We gotta be able to interview this guy. We have Tom Ferry coming up. So it's just like I feel like if you can't tell, I'm super energized to be able to interview you. Because I have been following you for a while now. I started following you on Instagram, I think, when you had like less than I want to say a thousand followers on Instagram. And I was just oh, wow. impressed. Yeah, I was impressed how fast you were able to grow your Instagram following, and then you started doing your conference, and this whole, you know, your book came out, this Relentless, and everything you've done there, and I just want you to take a second, and really for anybody who doesn't know who you are, who's not following you, that should be following you, go ahead and kind of share your life story, the 30,000-foot view of how you got into real estate, what led you up to where you're
2: at today. When I was 14 years old, actually, um, my mother and father kind of split up, and my mother brought myself and my two younger brothers here to, from New York City to Southern California. And so that's where really I say, you know, I stopped being a kid because it was actually at 13 years old, my mother was so nervous to drive our little car <laughs> that I had to start driving illegally at 13. Oh, wow. So if you can imagine, <laughs> like that's where the entire conversation of getting, making sure that you're getting things done, removing your attachments to the fear of pressure, all of that went out the door for me. There were literally no options. Mm. And I would say step number one for anybody who's listening who wants to achieve anything in life is remove the options, Mm. you know, uh, completely remove the options. Anyhow, by 18, you know, we were dead broke. We were in a two bedroom apartment. I looked around, I realized that nobody was coming to rescue me. Uh, Step number two, no one is coming to rescue you. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I just want to be very clear with that. No one is coming to rescue you. There's no lottery going to happen. It it ain't happening. The only one that can rescue you is you, Mm. right? And I realized that. And I realized that in my particular family at the time, you know, unfortunately, health wasn't a priority. Money wasn't a priority. People were just kind of like existing, and I wanted something better for myself, you know. I wanted to get out of the crummy apartment, so I had the audacity to create a goal. Uh, and the goal was to buy my mom a house by the time I was 21 years old. I wanted to literally move my family out of the ghetto and into in our area, which was the you know we lived in a city called Rialto. Mm. So in Rialto, there's an area called Las Colinas, and that is like the Beverly Hills of our city. And I thought to myself, if I'm going to do this, do it all the way. And that's where I want to be. So step number three was make sure you're clear with what you want and have a goal. And step number four is if you're going to do anything, do it the right way. You yeah. know, do it the right way. Do it the, the do, go big. And so, you know, um, and then at that moment, fear hit me. Fear hit me because I thought, Danny, you know, no one in your family even owns a house. There, there was one family member that owned a house and, you know, if you're Hispanic, you understand what I'm talking about right now. Like, in the Hispanic community, if someone is making a little bit of money, like, they're the evil one and they're the weird one, right? (laughs) There's gotta be, there's gotta be something wrong with them, right? Right? And, uh, and sure enough, I remember visiting that aunt's house and I thought to myself, I don't see anything weird or evil about this at all. Like, I actually think this is beautiful, having a home. And that's where I just kind of decided at a very early age, like, I just wanted to be different than my current circumstance and my surroundings. Mm. And, uh, guys, fast forward to 21 years old. I bought my mom a house. I surprised her. We moved us out of um, I, start, I. I. By the time I was 27, I was making a million and a half dollars a year in real estate. That is incredible, man. Yeah, I was closing 150 deals a year, doing four and a half, working four and a half days a week. Um,
1: Well, that that right there is incredible. Four and a half days a week, which is not normal. Most most real estate agents Uh, find themselves working 90 hours a week, it feels.
2: Here's what I do in life. Look around at what everybody else is doing. And I just ask myself this question, and this is my internal process. I ask myself... Is that the way you want to do it? Mm. Is, is, is that the way you want to live your life? And at the time when I did that in real estate sales, the answer was no. And, and it's my life's mission is to show real estate professionals that you really can earn more and work less. And it started by me proving it to myself. You see when I was a real estate agent I thought to myself you know everyone else works 7 days a week I don't want to work 7 days a week I want to work 5 mm everyone else only works with buyers i don't want to work with buyers they take up too much too much of my time i only want to work with sellers everyone else has to sacrifice their family life for money and i thought to myself i don't want to do that everyone else sacrifices their health for money i thought to myself i don't want to do that this is ass backwards to me Mm. if making money causes you to sacrifice the things that should be most important to you which are your health and your family and your time That it's either, A, I'm not going to be in the industry, or B, I'm going to find a better way to be in the industry.
1: Dude, that's a golden nugget. That's amazing, man.
2: Yeah, that was my motivating factor. Until this day, it's my motivating factor in everything that I do. Because, you see, human beings are programmed to struggle. They've been taught nothing but struggle. Matter of fact, for me, I, as as a Hispanic American, quote unquote, I that label was put on us, by the way, but that's a whole other story. But, <laughs> Preach it, brother. No, <laughs> big bullshit. But you know, I, I we just grew up with struggle, and so I had to realize that my grandfather came to this country just two generations prior to me. And I had to come to the conclusion that everything he believes and everything he saw is a, is a reflection of his experience. I'm not going to allow my life to be controlled or my values to become my values because of some other human being's experience. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do as human beings. We go, okay, well, they said this and they said that and this is what they achieved. Well, I guess that's what I can achieve and I guess that's what I need to believe as well. And I'm telling you right now, I mean, I just decided that wasn't gonna be me. I just decided in the area of health, I was gonna come up with my own conclusions. In the area of faith, I was gonna come up with my own conclusions. In the area of money, I was gonna come up with my own conclusions. In the area of time, I was gonna make up my own rules about how much I worked and didn't work. In the areas of, of relation, in the areas of everything, I come up with it. I'm the source, I'm the creator. I'm the being. I'm the one that was made in the image of God. And as a result, I've got the power to create whatever I want in my life. And I'm telling you this right now, when your listeners start understanding how powerful they really are, life will never be the same. Whew.
1: <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. So is, That's awesome.
0: Is that where this idea of relentlessness came from? This, this pursuit of Being your own being or or paving your own path?
2: I lost everything right after I'm making a million and a half bucks a year. Mm. And when I say everything, I'm telling you I was the – you could tell I'm not a very depressed or shy or (laughs) unmotivated kind of – that's just not the way God made me, right? Well, I was depressed. I was flat, (laughs) broke. I went from making – you know, a hundred and something thousand a month to 1,500 bucks a month. That means I couldn't afford rent. That's how bad it got. And the beauty in that is that it was a humbling experience and it made me who I am today. Like if it wasn't for that experience, I wouldn't be who I am here. So that's another lesson for your for your listeners, whether you're going through a bad breakup, whether you're going through a tough month, where you're going through a devastating issue, whatever the case may be, you know, the things that happen in our life happen because your higher being and your higher self, once you've decided to do something great, is molding you and shaping you to become the person that you want to become, mm. you know? And so when that happened, I started the real estate brokerage. I started in in, in tarot, real estate services. And, you know, we start growing and growing and growing and growing. And people all across the country, thanks to social media, are literally asking me like, hey, when can you help me? How can you help me? Like, how, when are you coming to our state or whatever the case may be? And I just used to say, no, I, we're not. No, I'm a very focused kind of guy. And one day I thought, you know what? I know I have the gift of teaching and inspiring people. Why am I limiting myself? Why don't I just host an event? And this is when no one was doing events, right? This is when, like, no one—the events were really hot. Now everybody and their mother has a damn event. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's we're we're
0: going to have an event next
2: year. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. As long as it's done the right way, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys some help with this. Um, you got to understand what the purpose of the event is. Mm. You see, I, I'm gonna say this. Like, I, I love Grant. He's he's awesome and everything. But the purpose of the event is not to change lives. Mm. The purpose of the event is to sell you something.
0: Mm.
2: Let's make no mistake about it. Like Let's just get it out in the open, right? And if Grant were here right now, he'd say, yeah, that is the purpose. <laughs> I, I just don't believe that should be I think the
0: he purpose. opens his event should with that. Yeah, yeah I think he does. does. <laughs>
2: Yeah, there should be one purpose and one purpose only for causing a human being to come join you for two or three days to sacrifice their time, their money, their family, and that is to change their lives, period. Mm. And that's why we all love going to Tony Robbins because that your life is going to change if you go to Tony Robbins.
1: Right? Yeah, I love that guy. And
2: so I decided to – yeah, I decided to do that. I decided to do an event called Relentless. It started with one day and we called it Relentless because at the time I was reading Tim Grover's book, Relentless. Mm, okay. And I thought to myself, what if we can get Tim Grover to come? And sure enough, we got Tim Grover to come. And then the second year, it was a one-day event, and it was uh, Gary Vaynerchuk at the time was, like, you know, hot. And I thought, no one has ever got Gary Vaynerchuk to come to an event. So guess what? We got him to come to the event. And then the next year, A-Rod was like, oh, my God. Like, can you imagine if we got A-Rod to come to the event? Sure enough, A-Rod to come to the event. (laughs) Next year, I thought to myself, son of a bitch, can you imagine we got Kobe Bryant to come to the event? Sure enough, I cut the check, Kobe Bryant came to the event,
1: that's and awesome.
2: that's been the history of the event. Yeah, that's
1: how it's been. That is awesome. So uh, relentless to you, what does that
2: mean? The word relentless meant to me that you are never ending, you never stop, you're always going for what you want, right? Here's the difference. That was prior to my spiritual journey. That I had this year that was prior to my life changing forever with my mom dying and my divorce. Those are two things that caused me to really look within my heart to understand who Danny Morrell really is. Hmm. And now it's the relentless pursuit of the truth and of understanding what you are really made of and capable of. It's no longer going after what you want. It's what you must have. Hmm. And that's the difference, guys. You got to realize that we as human beings are programmed from the day we are born. We are told who we are and what we, we must have. So I'm born and I'm put, a, a label is put on me, Hispanic. That's man-made. We're all one, we're all the same. We're all one, we're all one creation. But a label is put on me, Hispanic. A label is put on me, male. I happen to learn what it means to be a male from the people around me. My grandfather had 13 different children from 15 different women, get that? Or, or, (laughs) pardon me, eight different women.
1: I was like, geez. So, <laughs>
2: so, yeah, so, yeah, so right away. So right away, it's like I'm being taught what it means to be a male from someone that I am told I'm supposed to respect. Thank God that never jived well with me and that wasn't who I wanted to become. Wow. I get another another label put on me, Catholic. So I've got to believe that. In other words, all of these labels are being put on us as we're born. And then on top of that, we're getting programmed through TV showing us what watch we need to buy, what car we need to be driving, where we need to spend our money on. Mm. We don't know who we are. We, we, we have no idea who we really are. The only thing we know is that we're trying to achieve this image of what the world is telling us we need to become. And so for me now, it's helping people unlock their true potential. It's helping them to see what they really must have because when it was about what I wanted, I wanted to be a billionaire. Hmm. Who the fuck told me I needed to become a billionaire? Well, society told me that I needed to become a billionaire. What the hell do I want to be a billionaire for? I don't know. I just I just know that that you know I, I gotta be a billionaire. Wait a minute. Why, why do you have to be a billionaire? Why, why a billion? Why not half a million? Why not half a billion? Right. Why not Why not a hundred million? Mm. You know why not. And that's where I started to realize, guys, that society plays into our ego's weakness and our emotional instability. So, how do you combat society? How do you combat that? I'll, I'll, I'll give you that in a second. I'll give you that in a second. But what you start to realize is a lot of the people we admire, a lot of the people that are out there on social media and so that have the fifty cars and the bling and the, all this telling you right now those are the most damaged and hurt human beings around mm. because they need external things to make them feel good about themselves mm. and that was it. that was me i had to have the big flashy roll. i had to have the louis vuitton bag. i had to have the gold glasses that now i feel like a fucking idiot wearing that stuff honest to god i really do mm-hmm. Because that's not me. That's not who I really am. See, once you get really connected to the heart, and once you get really connected to how powerful you are, you don't need anything external. You don't need anybody else. Quite frankly, all you need is you, you, that's where I just want to help people get to. Because when you do that, the money, the health, all of that problem solved, it becomes easy,
1: easy. Yeah, it's so interesting because, you know, take real estate, for instance, because that, you know, is the industry that you've really been successful in is that it's, you know, 87% of real estate agents fail within five years. Right. That's the statistic. But, you know, I always tell people what's worse than that is the people who stay in the average real estate agents making $42,000 a year, according to National Association of Realtors. And, mm-hmm. you know, once you take away the business expenses, you take away marketing, the dues, all that stuff. I mean, you're making minimum wage, less than minimum wage. That's not freedom right? And people yep. are, are chasing freedom. And there's this roller coaster that every business owner and real estate agent goes on. And I guess what I would ask you is that, because I, I really, when Tony Robbins shared at one of the conferences I went to that you write the narrative of your life, that you've placed <laughs> a story on you, that really impacted me of, hey, what story am I writing for my life? And, yep. you know, it's a it, it, he gets really deep in how he goes into that. But, you know, practically, so here I am listening to this podcast, right? Maybe I'm in my car. Maybe I'm in my room getting ready. Maybe I'm at work right now listening to this. What do I do practically to start finding out who I am and how to change, reprogram my mindset? And, and like, what have you found?
2: So what happened with me was um, my mother passed away. And my mother passing away really – did something to me where I was just very spiritually disconnected. And one day I'm watching uh, on Instagram, Instagram stories, uh, my buddy Gerard Adams. You guys know who that is? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Gerard Adams. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Gerard Adams. uh, You know, he's, he's, I don't know where, he's doing some weird stuff in Costa Rica. And uh, I see this big smile on his face. Like I've never seen before. And, I, and I, there was something in my heart that thought to myself, I have never seen that look on his face before. Sure enough, two months later, he tells me that he had his first journey with ayahuasca. Right, And the minute he said that, I said, I'm in. <laughs> hmm. I'm in. Because you see, I had heard about ayahuasca nine years earlier. But again, due to my programming that I had at the time, I dismissed it as being of something of the devil. Hmm. Well, how do you know that if you haven't experienced it yourself? So I thought so. I was finally ready in my heart. I said, I am, and that's what helped heal my heart. That's what helped show me that I had been living my life through pain and through fear due to the fact that I was hurt as a child by my mother, which she didn't even know how she hurt me. Mm. The fact of the matter is that my mom's died. My mom's mom died the day after she was born. And so she didn't even know how to truly give me love because she didn't know how to love herself. Mm. And so since as a little child I didn't experience love, guess where I had to find love through success and material items. Mm. And that's like, that's like 90% of our planet guys. Mm. And so for example, I just got off a call with one of my coaching clients or like uh, 30 minutes ago. And here's her call. Ready? She says, well, I had a great year. And I go, okay, great, tell me about the year. She goes, I closed 28 transactions. I said, awesome, good for you, that's a great year. She goes. I said, how much did you work? I said, I only worked 20 hours a week. I go, beautiful. And she goes, and most importantly, I get to spend every day with my daughter. I go, good for you, that is awesome. She goes, well, yeah, there's something wrong. I said, what's wrong? She says, I just feel like I'm leaving money on the table. And that, you see, that's most humans are never satisfied. They never understand What makes them feel good because they've been taught struggle and that there's always a quote unquote next level. Mm. And I'm not telling anybody to think small. What I had to help this individual say is that's what you feel you have to you want. What must you have? Mm. You'll never be able to put together a business plan, you'll never be able to put together a financial plan until you figure out what you must. Have to make you, Danny Morrell, happy. What must I have? Well, this lady's name was Amanda. She said, "All right. Well, I must have twenty thousand dollars a month in XS income." I go, "Great." We ran the numbers. That means you only have to do this many deals a year. That's lower than I thought. I go, "Are you okay?" <laughs> but, but, but would that make you happy? Yeah, that would make me freaking excited, yeah. And what if we could figure out a way to do that? And on top of that, you never have to not miss a moment of your daughter's life and I had you at home by 2 o'clock every afternoon. She goes, would well, that be great? And what if on top of that, we could help you live a balanced life where you're healthy, you're maintaining your, your your physical needs, you have a lot of energy and vitality, what happens there? I'm like, well, yeah, that would be great. Then can I ask you something, Amanda? Who cares what anybody else thinks? Does it make you happy? You, she says, that's a golden that nugget. Me. Yeah, and that's how it did. And I had to help rewire her thinking a little bit because she was m- not happy with her results. I'm telling you, you're living a dream. You're making two hundred something thousand dollars a year, working twenty hours a week, and you get to be with your daughter all day long. Are you crazy? That's a <laughs> dream life.
1: <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Nah, dude. I'm that, right? That that's amazing. Yeah, that that's amazing. And it's it's so interesting how. I think, like, as people, like, you don't want to open yourself up to the vulnerability of <clears throat> thinking about those things. So you constantly oh. numb yourself with whatever, right? Whatever your thing is, whether it's success, work, you know, you know, anything. There's so many addictions out there uh, that you really numb is. yourself with. And the danger is... It's like when you, your fear is like when you open yourself up to vulnerability that you can't move. Like, I think one of the reasons why, like, and I, when I'm processing myself, hearing what you're saying, it's just like one of the reasons why you don't want to be vulnerable because when you be vulnerable, you're almost allowing things into your life that you can't control. And because you can't control it, It's like you you want to block it from coming in. So you don't want to be vulnerable. Have you found that being vulnerable gives you more control?
2: A hundred percent. So let me help you guys understand something. So we operate as business people, as human beings, whatever the case may be, we operate from one of two forces that control everything that we do and everything that we say and everything that we think. It's either love or fear, Mm. love or fear. Now, I want you to understand something. I recently cut my cable. I no longer cut my cable. I I, I no longer have cable. The reason why I no longer have cable is I started to realize how much TV programs me to make me think what it is that I have to have in life to feel good about myself. Hmm. It was was all programming. And then I met a guy who literally um, lives in a beautiful, nice little simple home and he says, uh, I noticed, hey, I said, there, there's not a TV here. He says, of, of course not. And he says, something I'll never forget. He says, and I said, why? He says, because he who reads books will always control he who watches TV. Dang, dude. Think about, for example, think about sad. our beautiful women out there. Think about our beautiful women out there in society who every single day are watching Housewives of Beverly Hills or Housewives of this or Housewives of that. See, they're being taught, they're being projected this image of what they need to be and what they need to look like and what success means. And then look at all our beautiful women who are on Instagram right now. You don't see smiles. You don't see genuine love. You don't see, you see, please, men, give me attention. Please. That's pain. That's pain. What about our men? What about our men who literally you look at them on Instagram and they're wearing sunglasses because they don't want you to see their eyes because there's pain back there. Or they have to take a picture with a Ferrari or two or three. Or they got to take a picture with a jet. That, 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 that I just see pain when I see that. But the pain comes from the programming. And so what I'm trying to say is this. How do you attach this to business? Is step number one, you got to get clear with who you are and what you really want for you and your family. Mm. What are the boundaries? What are the standards you must have? And then step number two, you stick to your plan, not anybody else's plan that's been put on you. You got to create a financial plan for you and the sales are simply the means to the end. The sales are going to get you the finances that will help you accomplish what you need in your financial life so that you can have peace, freedom, happiness, and joy inside. Mm.
1: So how do you balance then this hustle mentality with Hold ha- on. With happiness. There is no
2: hustle mentality. I don't believe in hustle mentality.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm getting, that's what I'm getting at. Like how do you – because that's the, that's the culture, right? Work harder. Yeah. Work, like, like hustle more. Um, you know, how do you balance grind. that? Yeah, grind it out. Like how do you balance work ethic and happiness? Mm-hmm. Like that lady who wants to make $200,000 a year and work 20 hours a week. I mean so many people want that, right? But then there's this whole thing of, well, you have to put in the work. To, to get there. Like, how do you coach that?
2: Do you want a lifestyle or do you want a work style? Work style is somebody who works 20 hours a week or more. Lifestyle is somebody who works 20 hours a week or less. Work style. And please, please listen carefully. Work style. We have people in our country right now who are working 50, 60, 70 hours a week. That leads to stress. Stress leads to inflammation. Inflammation leads to disease. Hmm. It's a beautiful business plan if you think about it. Get us to work our asses off to buy things that we don't need or really even want to eventually get sick so we can pump you full of shit that your body doesn't need, all because you're coming from a fear consciousness. Or if you could just detach for a Jeez, second that's some and decide, deep stuff right there. I want to have a lifestyle. It's what I did without even realizing it, guys, when I was in real estate. See, I said, I'm gonna close 100 deals a year However, I'm going to do that without working weekends.
1: So you've just closed a deal. Congratulations. But don't break out the champagne just yet, because this one sale could be the beginning of a long-term relationship that will help you attract new leads, close more deals, and bring in big returns for years to come. Our free guide, From Anonymous to Advocate, teaches you how to turn that new client into a lifelong spokesperson for your business. To get it now, go to ReminderMedia.com forward slash advocate. That's From Anonymous to Advocate at ReminderMedia.com forward slash advocate. Take action on this today.
2: You see, now we're talking. People People need to be able to understand that they've got the power to have it all. But I don't think we have the power to have it all.
1: But how do you do, how do you like, because I'm thinking like, okay, I agree. So what did that look like? How did you get 150 freaking deals with four days a week? Like that
2: seems really hard. It starts with step number one. You got to understand everybody that there are two things that you should be working on that nobody works on. Your mindset and your sales skills. Mm. That's it. Guys, you could give me any objection you can imagine. I'll handle it. Mm. Commission, price, lockbox. I'm thinking about what. And it's all step-by-step programmed in my brain. What do I say first? How do I answer to the response? What happens if I come over here? What happens if they say that? I'll bring you right back over here to the close. Everything is done because I spent three years of my life At the beginning, working on my sales skills, I don't wing anything. Mm. I know exactly. You see, but here's the problem. Most real estate or salespeople or business owners, they just wing everything. Nobody is willing to put in the time or pay for the coaching necessary Mm. to be taught by master salespeople because we're afraid. Why won't you pay for coaching if you're listening to me right now? It's very simple. It's very simple because in your brain, you're wired to think that hard work means success. I think the opposite. Mm-hmm. I think the, I think that leverage means success. So I'd mm-hmm. rather invest in right and invest in and hire a coach because that coach could teach me that. Co- Listen, I, I don't mean this to brag. I've told coaching clients of mine one thing. And that one thing was worth more to them than 10 years of their effort. Mm. And the proof is in the pudding because I've got people who are making four times the money with half the work now and they're losing weight. (laughs) <laughs> but you see human beings don't understand human beings don't understand the power of that because human beings are wired to think i gotta go out there and work that's hard right. to make yeah. money. no you work hard to fix your mindset and your sales skills so that in the future you can leverage that and teach other people to do that that's how you work less and earn so more.
0: did you did you do that on your own in the beginning like were you putting in 20-hour weeks in the, in the beginning? Or were you doing the 70-hour weeks to get to the point where you can show others how to do it?
2: Yeah, man. Of course. I worked seven days a freaking week. Mm. Work maybe 70 hours a week for the first two to three years. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But I put in the work not just to make the money, to better myself. And that's what people are missing. That's what people I are missing. That.
1: I love that. I Pointing that out to the audience because you know having a vision for where you want your life to be and then paying the price today to get there is so powerful from the perspective of it's like Stephen Covey's, you know, rule begin with the end in mind, meaning like yep. so many people believe that the key to success is just hustle and just hard work, which is what Danny's saying is so you'll burn out. You're getting into the fundamental truth, man, of, of human beings. Like, I mean, I, I love yeah. it. I think, you know, the, the advice I always give to people is, look, you know, it's what what is your worldview? right? And you know, this, this podcast is not a philosophy podcast, right? But, but the truth is, it's like, what is your worldview? Every human being has a worldview. Mm-hmm. How you see the world, how you see morality, how you see all these things, and that, but what you're getting at and where I'm going with this is why it's so critical, is because how you view the world, how you think, if you're a fan of jo- Dr. Joe Dispenza, man, this guy's awesome because he's like a neuroscience guy and all this stuff. He's amazing. How you see the world, That's how you think and the, your, your thoughts are the language of your mind. Your emotions come out from your thoughts. The emotions are the language of the body. And so what happens is your worldview dictates how you think and how you think dictates how you act and how you act dictates the results you get. And all of a sudden you're in this circle, right, man, you're in this circle. And so what you're getting at, and for some people, it might be hard for them to grasp, but it's the deepest truth of humanity. It's how do you view the freaking world and how you view the freaking world
2: yourself in it how do you yes your
1: identity man are you a fan of Ed Millet? oh
2: yeah my buddy yeah.
1: oh yeah freaking oh you got to hook me up with Ed Millet, man I love this guy this guy is unreal like he said something one time was just like you'll never surpass the identity you have for yourself and I was like bam oh that freaking hit me <laughs> gotcha. in the yeah dude that freaking hit me in the heart I was like yeah you'll, but- ne- you'll never surpass that identity that worldview you have for yourself how you view yourself in that worldview you see, power,
2: power used to be what I wanted. Power used to be what I needed. Mm. I need because power brought me attention, which made me feel better about myself. All I'm trying to say is when you go deep into the underlying issue of why you even need that power. That's where you'll find the real answer, and that's where you'll find peace. Whew. I'm telling you right now. Without that, you'll be searching for. Fun. So, what's the next step? Being the president of the United States, right? Or yeah. How much more? You'll never. Say yes it. or yes. So think. So think about. So think about Bill Clinton. Think about Donald Trump. Think about these people who they just constantly want power, 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 power. And now, let's get real. That's an alpha male, right? Hmm. That's an alpha male. I'll tell you right now, an alpha male can never keep a woman happy. Dude, we could have a whole podcast on that. Well, no, I'll tell you the truth. Because guess what? The woman secretly knows that the male doesn't want her. The male wants power. Hmm. An alpha male has to control. They don't know how to love. I'm telling you, I didn't know how to love. This is this was me. Because yeah. there was pain in – you see what I'm trying to say? Hmm. I'm just admitting it to you. Yeah. So eventually, a woman loses vitamin T with an alpha male. What's that? Trust.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Dude, trust. it is like it's so funny. We're gonna have to have you back, Danny. Like it is. Like I feel like there's so just come much. relentless. Yes, yeah, I'm gonna have to. But dude, can we come to yeah, relentless yeah, and do a live podcast? That relentless, dude. Not on stage or anything. I wouldn't make you do that. But but <laughs> like, maybe you'll be like so busy that you know. But doing a podcast that relentless would be amazing. But there's so much knowledge here. But what I love about this podcast is like we spend so often on Stay Paid talking about the tactics and and the the systems, right, and the things. All these things won't produce anything for you if you don't first get yourself right. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like you can't help anybody
2: else until you get yourself in a position where you can actually help people. You can't help lead other people. It's it's not just about this. It's about understand like I could talk to a prospect. I could talk to an expired listing. And I could I could talk to any prospect and I could feel what they're feeling and now I can connect with people and now I can use sales skills mm. to help guide them into a buying decision.
1: That's a golden nugget.
2: Yeah. But 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 you gotta be able to first help yourself first in order to do that. Yeah. You know?
1: But people are programmed. Going back to your programming thing, people are programmed, myself included, to where you feel wrong. First, taking care of yourself, first helping yourself, you almost feel selfish. Sure. And
0: it, I mean, honestly, that's the Protestant upbringing, right? Yeah, there. that, that that's, might be the, that's Protestant. the Southern Baptist.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's the Southern Baptist upbringing. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. That, I mean, you feel like, oh man, I'm I'm thinking about myself. I'm not thinking about others, and and you know, it's just like you can't help others if you're in a state of depression. You just can't. Right. You can't, dude. You can't. Danny's laughing at me now, man.
2: (laughs) No, I'm laughing because I want to start saying what I – but it's just too – it's too fucking deep. Everybody will just have to – I just – I just don't (laughs) want to that. Everything you just said, everything you just said, if you guys want to rewind that, all of that was by design. I'll leave it at that.
1: No, you gotta explain dude, that. Dude, you gotta explain yeah, to that. that, man. My mind's like you can't stop right there. Now. It's like I'm freaking programmed. We're not shutting this podcast off. Yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> design of design of what? But you're saying design of my culture, my upbringing, my like the influence of people. <laughs> He's, He's laughing like at laughing at us. He's like you idiot. The state no, paid look, boys.
2: Remember, it's either fear or love. Either fear or love. Mm. And so, why don't we want to work on ourselves? It's either fear or love. It's been programmed. It's been, it's been programmed. Right,
0: right. It's fear that someone us. would – like I can only speak for myself here, but it's fear that someone would think that you're selfish, right? It's fear of what others might think of you there. It's fear yeah. of, of what might
1: uh, – okay. but, right?
2: but can I tell you what else it's fear of? Yep. It's, it's your own fear of finding out how really powerful you really
1: are. Can just, you give the sound effect of a bomb right now? Yes, thank you. Dude, that is what it is, brother. Hey, man, I got to ask you this question. Like, self-development, like chasing the best version of yourself – it's what it's where I want to be. It's what I wake up every day and I'm seeking. It's why we're doing this podcast. It, you know, it's like, how do I become a better version of myself? How do I fulfill the calling of my life? Right. And I love asking everybody. There's no magic formula to success, but I really, truly believe there's principles and you can see those principles and the routines of what successful people do. And I'm just, you know, curious, like as you look back on your life and what you've learned and you're extremely successful, I mean, your company did a billion dollars in sales. It's unbelievable in the world's eyes of success. Right. It, and I'm just curious, like, but what's more important to me than that even is that you seem to have so much peace and joy and so much purpose as you talk. And, and I'm just curious, what are the routines that you do? What is it that you have found to be successful for you?
2: I'll give you answer number one what I did as a producing agent and what we teach people to do and answer number two what I currently do now based off of my current state of being so okay. answer number one you know back in the day I mean number one you have to wake up every single morning at a predetermined time you you, you, you have to and then number two you got to follow that up with a workout every single day because again This is where you start learning how powerful you are. This is where you start loving yourself enough to take care of your own body. And when you do that for yourself, you can help other people to do that. Mm. Number three, you got to start getting to the office at a predetermined time. Because if you don't, you won't teach yourself the discipline that you need to have in order to win at business in a big way. And then you'll never be able to teach other people how to see again, everything you got to think long term, everything you got to think scale. If I can't do it for myself, how the hell can I teach other people to do it? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but most, most business people don't think that most people think pe- business people have one thought. How can I get a check so I can pay my bills and survive? Right. That's a fear-based consciousness. A love consciousness says, how, what can I do and how can I do it in a way that will allow me to duplicate it and teach other people how to do it? Like I love myself enough that I don't want to be doing this forever. But I'll pay the price so that in the future – I can look back on these moments, and I can say, "Wow, hey, you! I can help you do that." That's called leadership. That's called leverage. That's called developing a business based off of values and principles that you can teach other people. Hmm. Okay. So, what are what do I do today? Um, th- it is rare a day that I don't start my day with meditation. Number one, because you have all the chatter and all the voices and everything that everybody else puts inside of you, especially even yourself that I start my day with meditation every single morning. It's what grounds me, it's what reminds me who I am, it's what allows me to tap into my higher self. Number two, I do breath work every single morning. So it's a combination of working on your mind and working on your heart, right? Number three, I do some sort of physical exercise every single morning. I happen to split them up. I do an AM prime, which is priming my body. Mm -hmm. and a PM prime, which is priming my body because the endorphins your body releases only lasts eight hours. I'm a young man right now. I wanna have great energy into the evening. And so I do a PM prime as well. And I'll explain to you what that is in a second. So now you've worked on your mind, your emotions and your body, Okay. Uh, and then I do hydrotherapy, which I hop in the shower, and I just turn the water from hot to cold to hot to cold to make sure that I shock my system a little bit. And now, man, I'm awake. I don't need coffee. I don't need pre-workout. I don't need any of – I don't need something. I don't I need any of the garbage that you've been taught you need. Mm. I do it for myself. I provide it for myself, right? But I really it like is. coffee. Listen, <laughs> You got to understand something. You got to understand for both men and women, most – we don't understand this. But – um, it's doing something uh, – I'm drawing a blank right now, but what's the thing? The prostate. It's affecting your prostate, and the coffee does negative um, – Wait, are you don't, serious?
1: Don't tell me this, Dan. Yeah, like, he, what about Monster Energy he, he drinks. drinks like 17
2: coffees a day. Wait a minute. You drink Monster? No, yeah, he does. I do. Yeah, I was
1: trying to get a sponsorship hey. from Monster,
2: but I hey, know it's killing you, dude. Please, look. Grab that. I will not <laughs> – honestly hide it i didn't even realize that was there hide it i can't even keep it up please just i don't even want to see it
1: it's not really monster it's a fake monster it's all your mind I don't
2: give a damn if that was coca-cola or gatorade or anything people listen i shouldn't your have body said anything water. you don't need shit you're putting shit no, in your dude, body dude
1: he's right you're, though. You're i've been on. really trying to Man. break the monster uh, just so everybody knows listening to the podcast the amount of people, and this is probably the moment in my life, but the amount of people that have told me, you've got to stop that monster.
2: I do not put anything on my body that is not organic. Anything.
1: Dude, Luke, anything. is this the last day? No. Of, no, this isn't? Okay,
0: yes. I don't know. We're putting Luke on the spot. Are you willing <laughs> to quit Monster Energy drinks? I am willing to quit Monster Energy drinks. I have gone off coffee, and it's amazing. I mean, I'm not, like, I, yeah. I need to get off
1: it as well. This is a no, very convicting have, podcast. Have you g- gotten off coffee? Yeah,
0: I have. I have Dude, gotten I didn't off coffee. I know that about it. It's the man. hardest part's just the um, the withdrawal in the beginning. You I didn't know? know. But yeah, w- just... once you get off coffee and sugar and stuff, yeah. you do not yeah. need it to have energy. Your body no. will give you the energy you no. need. 100. I 100%. No.
2: I, just, I want people to live long, healthy, prosperous, loving lives, and make as much money as you possibly want. And I'm just like. I gotta
1: share, so I, dude, I love that, brother, man. I, I challenge
2: you guys in any way? It's just God, I, 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 want you to be around forever, dude. No, I no, love I that, brother, man. For that, yeah, podcast.
1: seriously, N- yeah, no shame there. I love that. What would you go back and tell younger Danny? You know, if you could go back and tell that twelve-year-old boy or whatever, thirteen-year-old, what would you go tell him? What advice would you give?
2: I would say, don't create your values or your identity based off of what other people tell you because they're you're not becoming yourself, you're becoming what other people tell you you should become.
1: Mm.
2: And I would tell that little boy, I would say, go within yourself, find out who you are first, find out what you must have in your life, and then go out and build your life that way. Because if I would have done that, I wouldn't have spent half the money on half the garbage that I spent, I'd be 10 times wealthier. And the answer guys is within, it's it's within, you gotta learn to trust yourself. That's what I would tell myself.
0: Mm. Well, Danny, I know that your mission, you said it on the podcast, is is really to change people's lives. And I don't think it would be presumptive of me to say people listening to this will will be changed after yeah, listening I to agree. this podcast. I agree, man. Thank you very much for coming on. Before we close, I guess, let people know how they can follow you. I know you've got Relentless coming up in April. I'm not sure if there'll be opportunities for tickets still by then. So I would say
2: Instagram is is, you know, basically my... Where I enjoy interacting with other people as much as possible. And then my event, uh, relentlessevents.com, uh, will be April 21st, 22nd and 23rd. And, um, it's a three day event. People have literally quit smoking. They've, I've, I've got a guy. Here's my greatest testimony. He quit smoking. He lost 70 pounds. He went from working 77 days a week to five days a week and went from making a hundred grand a year to 400 grand a year. <laughs> That's-
0: that is so good. And we thought Kickin Monster was a, a, I know. might be an accomplishment, Jeez, dude. That is so good. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for listening to Dive Deep into this episode, get the video and any of the uh, links that we mentioned there. You can go to staypaidpodcast.com for those show notes. Uh, if you're interested in supporting the show two ways that we uh, ask you to do that. First is head on over to iTunes Give us a five-star rating. Leave a comment. That helps us move up the charts and get more uh, recognition. And the best way is to tell a friend and share this episode on social media. You can check out Luke and I on uh, at Stay Paid Podcast. You can reach us at Stay Paid Podcast on Instagram or podcast at ReminderMedia.com. For this episode, I am Joshua
1: Steich. Guys, and I'm Luke Acree. We always like to close the podcast with an action item that you can do. And I think, I mean, this whole podcast, you can just sit there and listen and you know the convicting action item is to, to look at, you know, hey, what is your story that you've written on your life? And, you know, when you think about the happiness, you know, that, you know, you want to experience. And Danny was so passionate in how he was sharing that you have been programmed, pre-programmed to believe so many things about yourself, what you can accomplish, what you're supposed to be. And I just challenge you, to take some time to literally sit there and reflect, meditate. And then, you know, from an actionable standpoint, there's some things that he shared, and I've never done this before on a podcast, but taking someone's routines and making it the action item. I think he is so spot on of setting a predetermined time that you're going to wake up, setting a time that you're going to show up in the office. Doing those things are so powerful. And I heard it said one time that, you know, when you hit your snooze button, You're now out of control. It's you're out of control. You've given the control to your body. You've given the control to the alarm clock, all those things. It's like when you start getting in control of your life and control of the times you wake up, the times you get to the office, all those things are so much power there. So remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry we've worked in. We work in over 160 industries now. Every single industry, top producers take action. Don't just listen to this podcast and do nothing Listen to this podcast, take a golden nugget, put it into action, start changing your life. Take action on that today.